KJZZ's Sun Up. It's your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Good day to you. I'm Phil Latzman, and this podcast is a daily digest of the day's events in Arizona. And happy Tuesday to you. Happy Valentine's Day on this February the 14th. Let's unwrap a box of news. Arizona Superintendent of Public Instruction Tom Horn says schools applying for safety grants have to prioritize armed police officers over school counselors. From KJCC's Education Desk, Bridget Dowd has details. Arizona's school safety grant program has been around since 2019, allowing schools to get state funds for counselors, social workers, or school resource officers. Horn says now the state will deny requests for new counselors from schools that don't already have armed officers. I also believe there should be a counselor at every school. I think that's important, but that's the second priority. The first priority is to have a police officer at every school so that if a maniac invades, there'll be someone to defend the kids. Schools are able to request funds for both, and Horn says renewals for existing social workers will be approved. He says his office is getting more reports of threats and students bringing guns to school. Bridget Dowd, KJZZ News, Phoenix. First Lady Jill Biden was at Mesa Community College Monday praising the college's Promise program, which allows certain high school graduates to attend the college free for two years. Across the country, we're seeing programs like just like this one, bridging the gap between what students learn and the careers that they will eventually find. And we need more communities to follow Mesa's lead. She said President Biden is still trying to make community colleges free as part of his promise to rebuild the middle class. Lawmakers in Washington, D.C. have again introduced the DREAM Act, a piece of legislation that could give more than a million undocumented immigrants brought to the U.S. as kids a path to U.S. citizenship. From the Frontier's desk in Tucson, Elisa Resnick reports that includes some 600,000 recipients of the Obama-era DACA program. Senators Lindsey Graham and Dick Durbin reintroduced the DREAM Act this month, but it's far from the first time. Jose Patino, a DACA recipient in Phoenix, was 12 years old when it was first introduced in 2001. 23 years, we have not been successful. Uh, getting it passed to the House and the Senate. Patino's in his 30s now, and he works with younger undocumented students as part of the immigrant advocacy group Aliento. He says despite the hurdles of the past, he's optimistic and ready to work with lawmakers again to get the 2023 version of the bill passed. Because if this bill fails, they can go go home and eat their lunch and dinner and they're going to be okay. They're still going to have a job. We won't. Alisa Resnick, KJZZ News, Tucson. A Tempe man was found guilty Monday of starting three separate forest fires in northern Arizona back in 2018. From the Frontier's desk in Flagstaff, Michel Morisco has details. Philip Power set out to hike about 18 miles in the Coconino and Prescott National Forest in 2018 when he got lost. He didn't have enough water and started three different fires in hopes of signaling for help. The federal judge noted one of those, the Sycamore Fire, burnt 230 acres and endangered a watershed near Flagstaff. The Forest Service spent nearly $300,000 fighting that fire. The judge said Powers was reckless in preparing for his hike. He didn't have enough food, water, first aid, or GPS. Powers was found guilty on seven misdemeanor counts, facing up to three and a half years in prison. Michel Marisco, KJZZ News, Flagstaff. Conservationists have long advocated solar power as a major tool to help combat climate change. But large solar facilities take up space, and as Ron Dungan reports, one federal land agency is playing a big role in the push for clean energy. 
The Bureau of Land Management recently announced a new solar project near Blythe, California that will power around 120,000 homes. The agency looks after 245 million acres, most of them in western states, where it has been active in recent expansion of the solar grid. That includes a number of projects west of Phoenix. The BLM also played a major role in developing new transmission lines for renewable energy, one from New Mexico to central Arizona, another from Tonopah to southern California. Ron Dungan, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Colorado Senator John Hickenlooper is convening a caucus to discuss water issues along the Colorado River. As Alex Hager reports, the group has been meeting for about a year. Senators from the seven western states that use water from the Colorado River are meeting as climate change is shrinking supplies, and states are struggling to agree on ways to reduce demand. Hickenlooper says the caucus is more focused on conversation than writing laws. Information's power, and if we share that information, I think we'll end up with better, better compromises on how to, how to look at making sure that we have a, sh- a sense of shared sacrifice. The federal government is ramping up its involvement in Colorado River negotiations. The Bureau of Reclamation is considering cutting back on state's water supplies in order to protect major reservoirs and dams. I'm Alex Hager. More dollars could be going to those who can provide care to people living with intellectual or developmental disabilities. Despite an increase in funding, it's likely not nearly enough, though, as Kathy Ritchie tells us. The good news, the legislature is looking to appropriate $60 million that would increase the provider rate for services to people with IDD. John Myers is the executive director of the Arizona Developmental Disabilities Planning Council. So $60 million is great. Uh, Nobody's going to look down their nose at it, but it's still not going to fully meet the need. And and we have to bear in mind that the need continues to grow every year. One reason for that. More people are being diagnosed with disabilities. More children are being diagnosed with autism. There's no question about it. We see reports about this on an ongoing basis. The other, more people are moving to the state because of its reputation as a leader in disability services, he says. Meyer says the cost for the state is far greater than any of us probably even realizes at this point. That's because the $60 million is based on figures from 2019. Kathy Ritchie, KJZZ News, Phoenix. With just one more week left to secure committee hearings, state legislators have been keen to have their bills heard. LGBTQ advocates have spoken out on a flurry of bills at the state legislature. Two of those measures are at the center of the conversation now. Kirsten Dorman has more on them. One House bill would add LGBTQ protections to an existing non-discrimination state statute. Lizette Trujillo is a Tucson mom. She said she never thought legislators would move to support transgender kids like her son, Daniel. My child deserves equality and deserves to be treated fairly in this world. That bill is not on any committee's agenda yet. Jean Woodbury with Equality Arizona says another measure called the Parents' Bill of Rights shouldn't go overlooked. It would restrict the decisions a minor, educators, and health care providers could make. It's been installed in state statute, and now with this bill, the plan is to install that in the state constitution. Which means it would not be up for veto by Governor Hobbs. Woodbury says LGBTQ parents have always had a stake in parental rights, but she worries this measure would be hard to take off the books once entrenched in the constitution. People miss that because of the way it's written and the way it's presented. Woodbury says that for now, she's optimistic to see bills addressing issues like the housing shortage help the LGBTQ community in other ways. Kirsten Dorman, KJZZ News. Phoenix. Well, Valentine's Day is synonymous with sweets like candy and chocolate, and a new research has shown humans are hardwired to be drawn to them. 
Stephen Wooding is professor of anthropology at the University of California, Merced, and studies taste sensitivity genetics. He told KJZZ's The Show, humans have been diligent in seeking out food with high sucrose content. Our ancient ancestors, for example, probably sought out honey, a very concentrated form of sugar. But they also sought out uh, calorie-rich foods such as uh, sugar-rich fruits. He said many other vertebrates have a sweet tooth and many carnivores are an exception. For example, tigers and house cats have a sweet receptor pseudogenes, which means they have little preference for sugary food. In sports hockey, Lawton Krause scored his second goal at 420 of the third period as the Coyotes beat the National Predators 4-2 last night in Tennessee to snap an 18-game road losing streak. Krause nearly had a hat trick but missed an empty net late. Nick Schmaltz also scored. The Coyotes won for the first time on the road since a win at Carolina on November 23rd. Basketball after a five-game road trip. Suns are back home tonight in Phoenix to host the Sacramento Kings. Suns coming off a 4-1 trip during which they traded for Kevin Durant, but the 13-time All-Star not expected to make his debut with the team until after this weekend's All-Star break. And that does it for this Valentine's Day edition of KJCC's Sun Up, sending our love to you on this February the 14th on a Tuesday. I'm Phil Latzman. Have a great rest of the day, and we'll do this again tomorrow.